The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here. Funemploymentradio.com. Oh, hello, my friends. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. It's me. Sarah Dillon, how are you? Uh, so there is no Greg today. Unfortunately, he got stuck downtown at his other job. But I, on the other hand, got to be here in the studio and have an amazing interview. So I'm going to be playing that for you here in just a sec. Uh, I was joined by the lovely and hilarious Heather McDonald. Now, Heather is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night. Now, that's tonight, Friday, October 4th, and Saturday night, I forgot to silence my phone, October 5th. So uh, there's two shows tonight, 7.30 and 10, and then tomorrow, I believe the earlier show is already sold out, um, but there are still a few tickets for the later show, so uh, go check her out. She is incredible, and I think we're just going to go ahead and get to that interview. All right, here she is Heather McDonald on Fun Employment Radio. Yeah, and that's what you're doing tonight. Well, yes, I am, I'm yes. joined by Heather McDonald, and we were just talking the joys of live podcasting. Yes. <laughs> where when things can sometimes go amiss. Uh-huh. Um, so tonight, though, so you did your live podcast last night. Yes, and it was so fun, and I love my, what I call them, the Juicy Scoopers here in Portland. <laughs> they were total delights, and we really had a great time. And so then tonight is stand-up two shows a night, 7.30 and 10. This is Friday. And then Saturday, the first show sold out, but come to the second show. And there's also VIP upgrades available for all the shows, which is really fun. So you get preferred seating and you get to talk to me after and we take as many photos if you want (laughs) to have me do a shout out video hang out for a little bit so yeah that's always really fun too oh cool I like that aspect of getting to meet people I love the name Juicy Scoopers did they refer themselves as that or did you I think I just started saying it and then they're like it's really nice because they're like I'm a Juicy Scooper and I'm like oh I love that Um, that's adorable yes well how long have you been doing Juicy Scoop for about four years a little over four years now and um yeah, and it, you know, if I do it by myself um, as far as like not having a regular co-host. And you know what? It's been um, so rewarding, so amazing, uh, financially rewarding, but God, freaking hard. It's a lot. It's fucking hard. Yeah, like, it's a lot of fucking work. I'm like, can the world just end so I can take a nap? <laughs> like, it's just, it's so much and it's, you know, and it's so much keeping up with the Joneses and all, you know, like, of, because this is such an exploding medium oh, and yeah. you know and then you know still keeping your listeners happy gaining new listeners and but they're really loyal and it's really great and I do get excited when I wake up and I'm like oh I get to interview this person or um, you know I, I wake up to great responses and yeah. that is really nice and it's great having the complete autonomy of which I didn't have when I was writing and producing Chelsea Lately like mm-hmm. a traditional TV show Um which I loved that collaborative effort, but and definitely not having it all on your shoulders. But you know, in the end, this is better. Yeah, because no one can cancel you. No one can get mad at you. You're Why your did own you boss. Say that. Yeah. You know. Oh, you can't. You can't talk about that. That person's a friend of the show. No, I decide. <laughs> you know what goes in, what doesn't, what I edit out. And I do. You know, there's times where I'll edit something out because I think, oh, you know, that wasn't funny or that wasn't. Yeah, in hindsight, you're like, oh, yeah. maybe that doesn't belong. Yeah, in there. or like, yeah. you know, oh, maybe that was a little like whatever. Um, like last night's live Juicy Scoop, I'm like, oh, there's going to be a lot of edits because <laughs> I, I'm almost a little bit freer in front of the people, you know. Oh, yeah, because everyone's like, engaged. Yeah, and, like, and I'm like, oh, who cares? You know, I'm like, who cares? I could say this. And, you know, so it was fun. It was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, I, I come from a background in radio and it was the same thing when we started podcasting. I usually have a co host. Yeah. And yeah, when people are telling you, 
you can't talk about specific things. Like it is so freeing to be able to talk to and about what you yes. want. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, because also what I noticed in this world is like, you know, how uh, a saying that's been happening the last couple of years is fake news, fake news. Well, I've been trying to get across the knowledge that there is suppressed news. Okay. There's news that never makes it out there uh-huh. because your story might be about someone who's very powerful that's best friends with that news organization who is also a part owner of this great, huge corporation, and they will shut stories down. I have done interviews about things that never came out, and I found out later because the person I was talking about was extreme, worth $350 million. So that's insane. I love having my podcast and I'll be like I will tell you this I will share this you come on you know and we can we can talk about you know whatever your story is and I'm not worried about that you know that aspect of it oh, never yeah. seeing the light of day but that happens a lot that's crazy you know I mean when you think about the Harvey Weinstein stuff that yep. story was squashed for years and years and years until finally it couldn't be yeah, anymore yeah Louis C.K. story was squashed mm-hmm. for many many years you can squash a story you can people can be black blackballed in this in this business by one person one person doesn't like you you've got a secret that person doesn't want you to share oh you know they'll keep you from working so that's why i love where we are in entertainment today that people can have youtube channels and blogs and they can tweet their thought like i love it yeah it's a pain in the ass sometimes when you get some trolls or whatever but yeah, I saw you went on a blocking spree. I was oh, reading your Twitter. Oh, I went on a blocking spree. It was amazing. <laughs> it's freeing, right? You're like, I don't have to read the shitty things you're writing to me. I almost got sad when it stopped. When I got rid of all, it really felt like like you had like, you know, like ants or cockroaches in your house. Yeah. Or a whack-a-ball or whatever that thing is. <laughs> and then I'd go to, and because they, they were coming on all formats. I have an Instagram, Facebook page, Twitter, you know. So then I From all angles. Yeah, so then I'd go back like, they'd, they'd sneak in like, they'd go back like a post, like four posts back. So then I I have to go down oh, and then oh there we go here we see it and then I'd like block them and yeah it was very satisfying and people are like how oh, I got blocked you know she doesn't she you know I'm a weak person I'm like no I'm not no. I'm a sane person why would I need to hear something negative about myself when I have to produce a podcast get on a plane do two shows of stand-up be a mom be a wife be a friend and you're gonna tell me I'm a piece of shit no I don't need to hear from you ever again nope and it's not your right to be heard. That's exactly it. You, so don't, have, you don't owe them anything. No. No, you don't owe them their voice. Like, no. you don't need to have And to it's like, to I don't want to focus on the people that, you know, know who I am and think I'm great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, who has been your favorite guest on your podcast so far? Because I've noticed you've had just, like, run the gamut of all different kinds of people from, like, different reality shows. Well, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I love about when I came up with the name Juicy Scoop. It's like, what's ever juicy? I didn't want it to always have to be funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it is predominantly funny. But occasionally, you know, I'll have a defense attorney of a of a woman that's, you know, been convicted of helping her lover kill her husband that was super juicy that was really into it It was a a episode of a dateline um i loved doing that my sister's a criminal defense attorney so sometimes i'll have her come on and we'll talk about it (laughs) but a lots of times i just have housewives on and when i have like a real housewife i i'm not really as interested in so on this trip so and so took your seat i'm more like (laughs) let me tell let me get your whole life story yeah and it's so interesting because i'll have these people on 
and I'll be like, so-and-so's on, you know, and I get, oh, I don't, I, it's a hard pass. I won't listen. I don't like her. Da, da, da. Okay, you know fine. They'll, they'll Go fine. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the greatest compliment is when, when someone's like, wow, I didn't like her, but your interview was really interesting. You got her to answer questions that she hadn't answered in other podcast interviews and have some compassion for or whatever, mm-hmm. because I'm like, look, you know, um, if someone's going to come to my show, I'm going to, you know, treat them with respect and I'm going to ask them questions I want to know. And I'm always really curious about everyone's life story. I'm always curious if they're on a reality show, how it came about. Were they aspiring actress? Mm-hmm. Were they, you know, excited? Did they always imagine themselves to be famous? How did they fall in? I mean, and everyone really has like a different story. That's cool. So I do find the whole reality genre because it is such a big part of our entertainment. I mean, it's probably a third of programming right now oh, on, at least, on yeah. TV. So uh, to, to be like a snob and ignore it or think it's dumb, it's like, oh, shut up. You yeah. know, from competition shows that are Shark Tank to the Housewives to whatever, we wa- it's a big part of our lives. Oh, so, yeah. And they provide a lot of entertainment. I'm always very fascinated too, like how sometimes how the editors just suddenly become savages uh-huh. and like only like really <laughs> experienced smart people that watch reality TV like, did you see that pan over? Oh. Woo! Like, <laughs> that guy does not like this bitch. Oh yeah, they like, have turned I, on her. Yeah, they <laughs> have turned on her. They hate her. Like, does she realize it? And she has no power because she's not Chris Jenner. She's oh, just, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. So I find like all that kind of juicy, like being like a reality show detective and like figuring out things. And I like to do like celebrity predictions and I like to put it out there. So then I have like an actual, you know, this date I proved like I, I picked who the bachelor was going to be like way early on. That's pretty impressive. And I was so, my heart was beating when I found out it was Peter the pilot. Cause I go, I think I did a tweet about this and I went all the way back. And I was like, hello, move over Tyler Henry. You it's know? like predicting a Super Bowl winner. <laughs> you got I mean, it. you want the credit. And I also p- predicted and described what Meghan Markle's wedding dress was like. Really? And thank God I was performing in Chicago the day before. And I had a television appearance where I described it. I woke up that morning, <laughs> saw her, because I described it as, I go, it won't be lace, because Kate wore lace. Oh, yeah. She was married before, so she's going to be a little understated. And I go, I think she'll have sleeves, and it'll be a boat neck. A boat neck was what that is, which Mm -hmm. is like all the way almost to the tips of the shoulder. I woke up in Chicago to see what was going on that day, because the wedding obviously happened at like 2 in the morning or whatever (laughs) for us. Shake. Like, I was shaking. I was like so excited. And I call my best friend, and she goes, um, there were photos of that everywhere before, Heather. I go, no, there wasn't. I go, we, our friendship almost ended. And then I proved that, no, that was a secret till she walked out of that car. Of course it was, yeah. And so then she's like, oh, okay, sorry. I'm like, don't try to deny that I have a fucking These are talent. my psychic powers. I have a talent. I like to also, I also have predicted the um, time that Lo- uh, Lori Laughlin will get. And I like to put it on your podcast. Ooh, I've been putting it everywhere. I would love to know. Okay, I Please. think... Um, First of all, I think she hates Massimo, the husband. Mm-hmm. I think the husband is the one that pushed this. All right. Okay? And she just kind of got stuck in Let it. Let me just tell you about the SC thing. I went to USC, okay? And the girl, the two girls, they go to an all-girl Catholic high school that is the more expensive one. I went to the less expensive one in the Valley, okay, okay? near Calabasas. They're at the one, like, near UCLA in the city. So um, I was saying... 
I at these small schools, I'm like, we knew who was smart and who wasn't. If all of a sudden somebody that wasn't that smart got into the hard school, we yeah. would have been like, um, she's lying. <laughs> you know, we even did that once to a girl. Girl said she got into Santa Clara. We're like, that dumb bitch did not get in Santa Clara. Finally, she burst into tears and was like, okay, I was lying. Like, I was like, what is, is this generation so nice that they just don't confront people face to face, just like write about it online? Oh, I'm yeah. like, we confronted people face to face. Yeah, eyeball so, to eyeball. Nope. So with that, the two girls knew, the sisters of uh, Lori Laughlin and the daughters, they knew they couldn't get into USC. So from early on, they were like, we want to go to ASU. That's warm. It's fun. There's a football team. There's sororities. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Well, those snobby parents didn't want to go to a football game in 110-degree weather in September. Okay? They wanted to go with their rich, snobby friends at USC. So they made it happen. And Massimo, the husband, he when he went to SC... Without his parents' knowledge, while he was living in the SAE fraternity house, he did not take the money his parents gave him and paid for the second semester of school. Instead, he didn't go to school and put that money into um, his clothing. This is a known fact. Clothing, really? Clothing company. Now, of course, it all worked out for him. Yeah. But that was deceptive to his parents, to the school, and to the fraternity that couldn't uh, – They, if they knew, they wouldn't they, – you're not allowed to have a non-student living yeah, in the absolutely. house. Yeah, absolutely. So he was okay with breaking the rules. So I think, you know, they've been married a really long time. And when you – you know, lots of times – I've been married a really long time. And I always go, isn't – when people talk about codependency, I'm like, isn't just like marriage basically codependency? <laughs> like, like, isn't that like the ultimate form of codependency where you're just like – so you, you're like, oh, God, this is what you're OK, fine, we'll do it. Like, All right, we're doing picking this. the you know, battles, whatever, <laughs> which pissed me off because when this happened, the first thing my husband said was, that's totally something you would do. I'm like, I would not. <laughs> I've never cheated on tests. He goes, I, I would not. But we did talk about some of our mom friends that we know, like, oh, if oh, so they were presented, would think would oh, do it. <laughs> if I was presented like my one friend, I was we were like, oh, she would have done it in a heartbeat. If the singer was in our area, she would have done it. My friend goes, she would have totally done it. She goes, she's been buying senior tickets since she was 35 at the movie theater she's like she would and she's <laughs> oh rich God. like she would have done any it's always the super rich ones too. yeah because yeah. they think they're like above it so yeah. she um so i think what happened is he kind of forced it he was really mean to the marymount person that was like wait a minute how are these girls getting to school they started to question it they also said we we don't have a rowing team how could they be on a rowing team and he like got nasty with them Anyway, it all got found out. I think that he pushed fighting to say we're guilty the way Felicity did. Yeah. Felicity now, she's done. She's going to do her two weeks. She's going to be on a Netflix special by 2021. Trust me. My mm-hmm. other prediction. So my <laughs> prediction for the two of them is Tell me. he will get four years and do two. She will get two years and do nine months. Really? You think she'll get that long? Yes. Okay. Well, then you're going to have to get her on your show after it happens <laughs> for the recap. Well, she's got to go find what prison has the best Pilates. Oh, like, my How God. are they going to deal with that? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, so you have, we were talking about guests. Yes. Who is, a, who is like one of your dream guests that you would like to get on? That Madonna. You that would be amazing. I've right, always that's a solid said that, pick. Because I always used to be like one day, like when I'd watch Madonna, like on Oprah, I'd yeah. be like, I mean, I desperately think we're going to like hit it off one day when I meet will. her. I've never met her. I met a lot of people working on Chelsea lately. Every guest was always really sweet and nice. Most people are when they're on a TV show, you know. Um, but we never had Madonna on. So I've never met Madonna. I've never met Oprah. 
Um, but Madonna, I think, would be juicier than Oprah. Oh, that would be super because Oprah juicy. would all be about spirituality, and I love bread. <laughs> and I mean, I just think like that wouldn't be. But Madonna, I would be like, girl, oh, that would like, be amazing. Come on, like I want to know everything. Like <laughs> one thing I don't think people realize is that Madonna totally got a boob job early really? on. Yes. Huh. Now, no, not everybody will discover it, but I'm also a plastic surgeon detective. <laughs> and I figure <laughs> out... And a jail detective. All of a sudden, there was like a nude detective. photo of her when she was really young, when she was just like studying dance at Michigan. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, she had like big tits, but it was kind of before boob jobs were like a known thing. So I think everyone just... So is it like thinks, a subtle one? Like the... Yes. I yeah. think everybody just like was like, oh, well, she had them so early on in her career, they got to be hers, yeah. you know? Wow. I also want to ask her, you know, I don't know. I have lots of questions for her. She's a, she's whatever. She's Madonna. She's great. (laughs) You know, that would be great. But no, I've, I've had really, you know, I've had great, interesting guests. It's rare that I get somebody that it doesn't deliver or Mm. that I, I mean, I'm coming up like on, I don't know where I am, 380 shows or something. Maybe like, maybe like three that have been like, ah, shit, Mm -hmm. I don't even want to use this. And then I cut it up so much or I I go, I don't know, like, it just wasn't that interesting. Yeah. Like, I listen back. And if I'm like, my mind's going somewhere, if I'm falling asleep, I'm like, I can't give this to the Juicy Scoopers. Yeah, if you're not focusing on it, then people aren't going to. Their time is valuable. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll like push it off and I'll go do like... I'll do recaps of shows or, or do hot topics by myself because I always am like want to give a great show. And but at the same time I then feel really badly that someone spent time with me. So I'll still always try to use it a little bit. I'm sure. At least use like it. pieces of it. Yeah, yeah, shorten it or I do Patreon. So sometimes I'll put it on Patreon. For people that don't know, it's like a private um you can support the artist, but some people just collect donations. I give an extra show every Friday. That's so it's awesome. commercial free. It's half hour. Sometimes it's what I was thinking when I booked the person, what I thought after. Because sometimes we're like, you were too nice. I'm like, listen to Patreon. And let yeah. me know. You'll know what I was really <laughs> thinking. Um, and those are like the really supportive people that are not going to like. They're really supportive of Juicy Scoopers. Yes. yes. And I think I feel like if someone's paying $5 a month, they're not like out to fuck you. Like totally. even for $5. They're not. A, no troll will pay $5. Oh, God, no. To. Take a, a, a segment of your show and try to say you're a racist or whatever, mm. you know, like like they will with other things, you know. So I'm that's why I really like Patreon because there's things I want to talk about. But I thought, oh, God, you know, it's just I, another like level of. Freeing, yeah, when I put it yeah. on the show where 120,000 people listen and there's, you know, one troll that hates me because I blocked him. What? It, mm-hmm. How are they going to try to you know manipulate something from an hour podcast to try to make me look like I'm bad, you know? Yeah. So, it's just no. It offers that layer of protection. Yeah, yeah. So I like that too. Uh, I did get. I fell down the rabbit hole a little bit watching your reenactments with the Barbie dolls. Yes, thank you. How, those are hilarious. Thank how you. Did, how long have you been doing that? Probably like since I don't know. I want to say maybe like January or February was like the first one. Yes, like February or March I think was the first one, and. Um, I just remember I was like at Target looking at dolls to give to to my to my friend's daughter because my boys are older and yeah. they're boys. Not that it wouldn't matter, but mm. they. I always used to say that. I used to go look, 
if you'd like a girl, if you'd like a doll, like, you know, I, I wanted one of them to be gay. They're both showing straight tendencies, and mm-hmm. I have to accept them the way they are as a Christian. You can't have... I would have thought someone like me would have been blessed with at least one gay son. I, I'm mad at my husband you that we didn't have a third son. I really am, because Sally Field had three sons, and it was the third one that, that turned out to be gay that now goes to all the award shows with her, helps her pick her out our outfits. Like, why didn't I have a third? But anyway, I have the two that I have. So I'm at the Target, and I'm like, and the other thing is, I was the, the youngest of five, and it goes two boys, two girls, then me. So I never had, like, good Barbies. I had, like, ones that had, like, a horrible haircut, naked. They'd been through hell and back. Oh, yeah. They were, you know, it was like... They walked <laughs> my sister got all walk my Barbies. Shame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, walk of shame had happened, and outfits missing. <laughs> and I remember this one girl down the street, she was an only child, and she had the share doll with multiple outfits. Wow. And I was like, the opulence! Like, I just was like... And and then next thing I knew, like, I was too old for Barbies, and it didn't happen. So I'm at Target to get this doll, and I, like, see this doll. I'm like, oh, my God, that looks like Luann or something. And she had, like, a little microphone, and yeah. she Luann's a cabaret singer. So, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, it would be so funny to, like, film these little things since I do the voices. And so then I started to collect them. At first, I made the outfits myself, and I'm not a crafty person. So I literally – I took a pair of uh, leopard cloth underwear that I had and I made like a one shoulder um, mini dress and put it on Lisa Rinna because she likes leopard. That's so creative. (laughs) But then I had a juicy scooper named Betsy reach out and all of a sudden she's like, can I mail you something? I'm like, sure. And in came a tiny long leopard duster, much like the line of dusters that Lisa Rinna is selling on QVC. So I was like, this is amazing. She's like, oh, I do these... I can do all these things. And so then we started talking, and I was like, oh, my God, can I pay for it? Can I, you know? And she's like, no, no, no. She's going to come to my show in Nashville. She lives in Kansas. But she is just amazing. She, wow. So she made all, like, the, the, all the little reunion outfits? dresses. Oh, my God. Yes, and all of that. And then um, and then I noticed a couple other, like, people did the reunion outfits, too, on their Barbies. And then my people started to, like, attack those people. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm like, I can't believe it took this long for someone to copy me, but whatever. Yeah. So then I'm like, I just started doing like, now I'm going to do like classic scenes. Because sometimes the shows, sometimes people are into watching the season or whatever. So I just did Teresa flipping the table. I just saw that. That was genius. And um, I even do, because I don't watch like all the, I've seen yes. like various episodes, but even I know that reference. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of why I want to start doing that. But also I want to make sure that the, these, these housewives that have a million Instagram followers are going to be happy with the Barbie I chose, yeah. which Barbies are pretty attractive. So it's like when I would do impressions of them and stuff, I'm like, oh, maybe they didn't think I was like cute enough to be you, Erica Jane. But no, she did like it. But <laughs> at least when Erica Jane is like a model and I'm doing the voice and it's like sold out in Chicago. Hey, Mr. Girardi. Then she like likes it and she'll retweet it and repost it. And I'm sorry. That's I, you know, what am I doing this for? My health? That's like, it's a publicity machine. Yes, it's, it's, yes. Ha- it's a lot of work. And Kelly, who works with me, my my assistant, she went to film school and we kind of taught ourselves how to do it. And so I sort of directed, but she has to edit it and it's time consuming, you know, and the dolls falling over and like, you know, and it's so, and then, but then I get people like, it's been two weeks and I haven't had a Barbie video. I'm like, Jesus, I have three podcasts. I'm going on the road two weeks in a row with five shows each night, like each weekend. God, what kind of thing did I start? I'll do it in my spare time, of which I have nothing. Then I put one out. And I'm like, all right, 
And then I just I I'm like I look at it, Kelly and I'm like, get ready for our lives to change. And then I get pulled out, and it's like, and then it makes me, it does make me really happy how people are like, I love it, don't stop doing it, it brings me joy. And then the best part was this woman came to my show and she goes, I teach special needs kids, and I show them their your Barbie, and if they're good, they get to watch the Barbie videos because I made that is so I great. Made, I, the, but most of them are pretty clean. I try to keep them clean for that reason. Yeah. So, like, if someone wants to watch it with their kid, it's funny, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool that, like, some teacher... You're, that's so, like, you're like a treat yeah, for them. That the yeah. Juicy Scooper teacher can, can be like, please, let me just, like, pull up this chick's Instagram for my for my class. So that was nice. Oh, my God. So you are on the road right now. Have you been on the road, like, a, a lot? Well, the way I've always... I've done it throughout my career of being a headliner is I try to just do like two weekends a month and ideally I like them every other week because it just gives you more of a break Good but balance, I always yeah. come home I've never done like a solid when people go oh you're on tour and I'm like well I come home in between I'm not like on a van like a rock star you know so <laughs> last weekend I was in Atlanta this weekend I'm here for the next few weekends I'm doing a show in Thousand Oaks California but for the next few weekends I'm home then I have two weekends in in November and then that's pretty much it. I'm not doing anything. In this. I try not to do as many. That's but great. We, I just taped a special that I um, that we produced ourselves. So um, it was a, a huge expense to do that. But it's, you know, following the standards of like a Netflix or a, you know, a Showtime or an HBO. So I'm hoping that it will get sold and more people will become aware of my comedy. Yeah. And ideally putting it out there, secreting. What I'd like is that to get some momentum and then go on a tour where it really is a real tour. Yeah. Where I really do like do like a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday or whatever and kind of knock it out the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. In like a crazy period of time and be able to afford someone to travel with me. I mean, here I am in a lift by myself with the Barbie suitcase <laughs> with your, and with your Barbie. Um, you and, don't look crazy at all. You know, me and my suitcase and my Barbies. And and I, yeah, <laughs> you know, I've got all my all my stuff and you know, I'm like walking up to the comedy club and people are like, hi, Heather. I'm like, hey, I know. So it's like, you know, I, it would be nice to get to that place. But um, it's great doing both. You know, I, I I love, love doing stand-up. Yeah. But traveling and getting the shows sold and, you know, preparing, like you just said, the live mm-hmm. podcast, that type of stuff, the lead up to it is very stressful. Oh, yes. The actually doing it is fine. Yeah. I love doing it. I don't mind getting on the plane. It's all that like, oh, I got to do a Facebook ad, and why is this one selling well and this one isn't? And that's oh stressful. my god, what yeah. it's it's like, that's what it is. And I and I so like don't want to complain because I appreciate the people that bought the, that got their six best girlfriends and bought tickets mm-hmm. three weeks before. You are stars, <laughs> but I need more of you. I you know. know? No, that doesn't take anything away from them, but yes. more is always better. Well, speaking yeah. of that, tonight you have yes, two shows. I do. 7.30 and 10. Today is uh, October Friday. 4th, Friday, October 4th, 2019. Uh, so Heather's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight, 7.30 and 10. And then tomorrow, so your earlier show's sold out, yes. but the late show still has a few so tickets available. At, yes, so come to the 10 o'clock. It'll be really fun. Um, I'll hang out after too with you if you have the VIP. So, and we do start right on time. So you know, it's not. So don't be late. Yeah, it won't don't be. Don't be late, and it won't be an overly late 
experience. Okay. It'll just be the Heather McDonald experience. <laughs> and Heather, where's the best place that people can follow all of your videos and podcasts? Find out what you're doing at any particular So Heather moment. McDonald on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook is Heather McDonald Comedy. HeatherMcDonald.net for all the dates. If you just go there, you'll see where you can subscribe to the podcast and all the stuff. It's HeatherMcDonald.net. Awesome. Thank all right. Well, you. thank you so much for coming thank in. This you. has been such a delight. No, you're a delight. You're a delight. You stop it. All right. Thank you. <laughs> And there she was, Heather McDonald. She was just as cool as she seemed. And it is always so much fun to be able to sit and like actually talk to other podcasters. And after uh, actually after the interview, we sat and chatted for like 10 minutes about the world of podcasting and all the different like kind of pieces that go along with it. And it was that's pretty cool. She knows what she's talking about. She's a pretty cool lady. So anyway, go check her out tonight and tomorrow night at Helium Comedy Club. And of course, she said you could uh, find her um, all over the Internet. I mean, just look up Heather McDonald. She's not hard to find. It's 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 quite simple. I think we all know how to Google at this point. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we are greatly appreciative of all of you. Also, remember, tickets for our 10-year anniversary party are now on sale. We are so excited. So this is happening Friday, November 15th at Bossa Nova Ballroom. So if you want to get your tickets, go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. And there's a big old button right there that you can click on. It says, click here to get your tickets. Get them. Ten years, only ten bucks. We have so much amazing stuff planned. It is going to be absolutely bonkers. Um, Every day we're kind of confirming more stuff. I will tell you, you will not want to miss this. There is going to be something happening that is legit like a once in a lifetime thing. We'll never probably we'll never be able to recreate it again. So I think if you are on the fence or you're thinking about going, just pull the trigger and go. It's going to be an amazing, amazing night. Plus, of course, we'll hear the dulcet tones of courage. Greg and I will be doing a live show and there'll be tons of other stuff. So uh, again, that's going to be Friday, November 15th at Bossa Nova Ballroom. Get your tickets at FunEmploymentRadio.com. Go see Heather this weekend at Helium Comedy uh, Club. HeliumComedy.com is where you can get those tickets. And all of this is true. And I hope that you all have a wonderful weekend. If you're going to be in the Tigard area, I'm hosting an open house tomorrow. Get a hold of me if you want to come and look at it. Sarah at DefianceRealty.com. All right. So I guess we will get uh, back on the air with you on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. I made that work, right? Sure. .com. Bye.